Hello and welcome to the 65th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of our lukewarm takes and Kale's mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the price hike to my inflation, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast service that will allow it as many times as you can, as quickly as possible. It's a race and the winner gets a treat, but I'm not telling you what it is. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at LongLivePod. Uh, there's a link tree there if you want to find us individually, other places, if you want. If you don't, that's okay. Like, there's no judgment here. That's all good. Kale, how you going? Mentally stable as always, which is kind of interesting considering that we talk about my mental breaks every intro. I feel like I'm a pretty even-tempered person. <laughs> Look, I don't, I'm not saying mental breaks in like you're having a mental breakdown, but more mm. that your brain just every so often just stops functioning for a f- microsecond. So... Uh, Again, a lot of people probably wouldn't experience it. I more experience it during the edit where I hear you just dart from one topic to the next with no real thought. Like, it's almost like your brain just shut down, had a quick restart, and then you're just talking about something else. And it happens very often. So, I'm, that's kind of what I'm referring to. It's more of an in-joke than something hmm. that the listeners might notice, But because uh, my editing I, is seamless. I certainly have a several moments a day when I'm writing or something where I'll just like be unable to spell a basic word like three times in a row or I'll just lose a train of thought and I think for a second like is this dementia beginning is this oh that'd be real bad yeah is this the decline is this where it starts (laughs) this is gonna sound terrible so I'm glad I'm telling everyone that listens to this but if you were to get like severe dementia I just would cut you off because it would be too painful well I guess we all know where Govinda stands (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nah, I wouldn't. I would, it'd be <laughs> sick. What would it matter? I wouldn't remember anyway. <laughs> would I take advantage of your dementia? Maybe. I don't know Maybe. exactly how. Probably in the way that in our transferring, I would take advantage of you most. Where I'm like, no, dude, you said you were going to buy this one. I bought the last one, and you'd be like, okay. <laughs> All right. God, that's grim. As Holy fuck. shit! What a way to start the episode. I'm not that terrible of a person, or am I? One way to find out. What, what, get get dementia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. It's a terrible uh, idea. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Nothing too much to report. It's sort of just like one of those weeks where it's just life's happening, doing things. Yeah, you used to be way better at this how you going thing than you have been for the last probably four weeks. You really just meander now. Like, what happened to like buying scooters and doing things? Now you just, just nothing. I almost opened with um, my sun doctor visit yesterday, which I had my annual sun doctor checkup. Uh, where sun doctor? Yeah, the sun what? doctor. Because I live in Queensland, and my oh, skin... you mean you got a skin check? I did. Get, yeah, the sun doctor. When you say sun doctor, it makes me feel like you're talking about like Egypt and like some doctor that I don't know channels Ra to heal people. I, I just went somewhere I mean, else. I thought you were talking about a witch do. doctor of sorts. I'm not really a science guy or something, but they do. They want to take some of my flesh. I'm going to have a little bit of my flesh cut out. Oh, you have to get a biopsy. Yeah, I've actually already had one, which is quite concerning because, yeah, this is the second year running where they're like, uh, she just, there's a little bowl and she doesn't like the look of it. So she's Same one? To, no. Same one that 
Okay, no. sort, sort, okay, so the last one was fine, but this one they want to have a little look-ski. I will say, though, I, I had my favourite thing in the world happen. So, while I was having the exam, she asked me what I do for a living, and then we spent <laughs> the next 15 minutes talking about how incredibly cool that is and how her teenage kids would be so jealous to be involved in video games. And Ugh, I felt like a little god, god. Govinda. God. God, I yeah, look, like to be gone. fair, it's, it's, it's got to be better than what happens when I tell people I'm a network designer. And they go, what's that? And I'm like, even if I explain it to you, you probably won't understand anyway. But at least it's kind of the Barney Stinson uh, Chandler thing where you're just like, I, I work in IT. You just say IT and don't explain it any further. No one knows Technically, it's not IT. I'm, I work in the telecommunications sector. Jesus Christ. That was the sound of just... just- <laughs> Boners shrinking. Just I don't know. Like, do boners do boners get bigger for IT than telco? I, like, I don't know. They get bigger. For I think this it's about show. the same. And like, <laughs> I think I get paid better in telco than I would in IT. So I'll take it. Unless I was like a systems admin, they get paid some decent money. I don't know what these words. You're right. This is my mental <laughs> break. I don't know what these words mean. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Govinda. And it is that you and I have spent the vast majority of the last week playing a PC game together. And, and not only a PC game, but a PC game that will never come to PlayStation. Never. No. It's impossible. No. It won't and happen. So we're breaking the rules of our own show, but we do need to address the fact that I've fucking played Warhammer 3 Immortal Empires pretty much since last Wednesday. Like, I break for work and food and bathroom and just the bare minimum social engagements that I need to get through every single day, but I've been on that. Immortal Empires is what I'm saying. Yeah, me too. Not as much as Kale Like, definitely not even close, but I've definitely played a decent amount of it, and it's really all I've played this week. I haven't... It's going to sound weird, and hopefully that'll change as, as we get to the end of the year, but I have not really touched my PlayStation for the last two weeks. That is interesting. We kind of noted that last week. But I think I'm just probably full-on PC Master Race at this point. I just, you know, I just don't think I'll... I think I'm selling my PlayStation next week, so this will be a weird show to do for me <laughs> weekly without a PlayStation. What are you? What are your I think we could probably get away with it for quite a while. <laughs> you know how bad it's gotten? You know how bad it's gotten? Uh, Emily's beaten Cult of the Lamb before me. Oh, that is news. I haven't gone back. I got to be honest. I kind of yeah, fell off pretty hard. Like, yeah, you are weak, but that's fine. You play weird games. But yeah, no, I just play Warhammer 3, but it looks like you've played other games, Kale. I have. And again, I've been playing something for review. I can talk about it next week. But in the meantime, I did follow up on my promise. I tried out that Rollerdrome trial. Uh, it is indeed only 35 minutes long. But was it the best 35 minutes of your life? It was fine. It was just fine. This is not for me, but I'm a person that doesn't really like Tony Hawk's, so... See, and this is like the benefit of the trials, but when you pay extra money and all you're getting is trials rather than actual games added to the catalogue, that feels a little bit weak. I don't know that I would have bought this game anyway. It just isn't really my thing. But if I had bought it, I'd probably be a little bit disappointed because I don't... I wouldn't play it. I just wouldn't get through it. It wouldn't get Yeah, no, totally. And that's, like, again, it's a good thing about having the trials is that you can at least try it before you buy it. But I guess there's there's a world where there's people who are like, I never would have bought this game, and they play the trial, and they're like, actually, it's pretty sick. I will buy the game. So there's that too. Yeah. I think you might like it. It might be up your alley. Um, Don't don't tell me what I like, okay? 
The No, I'll try the trial one day. I don't know. I just yeah, we'll see. The like the locomotion is quite awesome. The way you move. It's just like it takes a little while to get your head around it. By the end of it, I was crushing it and it felt really good. But it's like I only made it to like the third level. But I think there's only like ten, which again didn't inspire a lot of confidence. I think it's like a three hour long game. Until yeah, like you can go back look, and time trial for, it and... for thirty dollars or whatever. I'm not expecting it to be hectic, you know. So that's yeah. not terrible for me. Like I paid a hundred dollars, or we we paid a collectively a hundred and what ten dollars for the quarry, and that game is a four hour game. No, that was and a twelve what? hour game. It was it. It didn't feel like it. Yeah, well, it, it like, took me. It three felt like nights. four hours of content stretched for twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then moving on from that, I. Did another trial, uh, Soul Hackers 2, the new Atlas JRPG that I've been looking forward oh, to. I've... I actually didn't realize there was a trial. That's there sick. Is, there is a trial. I guarantee this one is not for you, but follow your oh, I don't think it is. I, I've, I've looked at reviews. It doesn't look very good. Yeah, I mean, it's. I like it because I'm in the hole for these games. Like, I like the older Persona games. I like the Shin Megami Tensei. But even games. that, I was seeing reviews saying, like, Shin Megami Tensei Lite. Like, it's not even... Yeah, I think that's that fair. I think that's fair. It's like, it's cool because like the combat feels like Persona Five. It's like fast and fluid, and um, there are some interesting tweaks. Uh, so like you know how in Persona Five you do your all-out attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has a mechanic where you build stacks. So like every time you exploit a weakness, like in Persona, you get a stack, and what that means is like that demon which is essentially a persona that demon will like hover over the enemies um and you have a turn to build up as many stacks as you can and at the end she'll perform what's called a sabbath and it's like a huge all-out attack but all the demons join in and it's pretty awesome it looks really cool (laughs) yeah interesting look if if it's a trial maybe i'll give it a go but who knows again Will I ever play my PlayStation again? Stay tuned to find out. Let's find out. Uh, so, this trial is two hours long. It's actually two hours long. You get what it says on the box. Uh, yeah, but I presume it's an 80-hour game. And you probably spend 45 minutes of that in cutscenes, I would say. Yeah. No joke. And it's interesting. I'm, I'm into it, but yeah. Like, proportionately, it sounds like you're getting even less. I like the cutscenes, though. <laughs> No, no, I just mean like a two hours out of an 80-hour game versus 35 minutes out of a three-hour game. It's true. Proportionately, like, you're getting less of a trial. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone needs to cool your jets. Uh, this, yeah, anyway. um, I am kind of glad, though, because I think I will pick Soul Hackers up, but I'll wait for a sale. Like, I've, I've gotten, like, that taste of it now. Like, I know I want to mm-hmm. play it, but it's not for right now. It's uh, too much of a commitment. Yeah, I will be offended personally if you finish Soul Hackers before you finish Persona 5. I told you, I'm waiting for the PS5 version of Persona If it 5. ever comes out and if it ever has 60 frames a second, so it's much gonna, unknown. It's confirmed. It will see. Yeah, is it? It's been confirmed. It's what coming. if it isn't? Yes. There's a lot of games that were coming that are no longer coming, Kale. So well, it's coming. Forget. I believe in it. I believe in it. But that's kind of it um, on the PlayStation front until next week. Yeah, we're just playing a shitload of Warhammer 3 and it's been really good. But Govinda, with that out of the way... Could I interest you in some quickfire news? Now, this one is certainly not news I care about, but it is news, and so we have to talk about it. Uh, PlayStation Studios has acquired Savage, Savage Game Studios. This is a studio that creates mobile games, and this will be key to Sony's mobile strategy. 
which turns people off more than whatever you you talking about your job, Govinda. It is the biggest <laughs> boner killer of all time. It's ah, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's fine. It was inevitable at some point. My only hope is that not only are they going to help make mobile games, but just give me a mobile PlayStation streaming platform so that the backbone PlayStation edition is actually useful and I can remote play directly to my device without having to like launch my PlayStation from across the globe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's we're hamstrung by a terrible internet. I really want that feature to be good and I want to own one of those things. True, but that's what I mean. Hopefully, hopefully Savage Game Studios has some sort of way that they can at least make the app that is just the PS like PS Plus app. And you go and go in there, you select a game, and you're just streaming it directly from the server rather than having to go from your PlayStation to a server to your phone. Mm. And that would uh, that would make your shitty internet uploads at home a non-issue anymore, and you can just stream games, which would be pretty chill. Uh, because I think that is something that is missing and something that Xbox can do that we can't, that I'm a little jealous of. It's just the smallest thing, and it is that Savage is not like a name like Naughty Dog or like Insomniac that has that cachet. Like this is now yeah, a first party studio and it just doesn't feel like sucker punch or like Yeah, but like Nix's isn't doesn't have gravitas to it. They're just a PC port place and they're they're just the mobile studio. Like it doesn't have to have like the weight to it. And a lot of PlayStation studios only have weight because PlayStation has backed them for so long and f- built them up to be what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I think Nix's sounds cooler, but that's just me. <laughs> Are you talking about just on a surface level name? Yeah, just... I know, Savage is pretty fucking savage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have too much else to say about it, if I'm being into... I mean, we don't know anything else. It's just a, a press release on the PlayStation blog. That's really all we got. Oh, yeah. Look, it's fine. It's just going to be mobile versions of games that we already play like think about how shitty diablo immortals is or whatever and that that could be playstation now like huzzah i'm vaguely interested in that uh final fantasy 7 the first soldier mobile game like battle royale but you're like soldiers nah that's it this is what mobile is that's like the most interesting game i've seen i downloaded it to my phone maybe two months ago and i haven't launched it that's what mobile <laughs> yeah. gaming is to me. That, that was what I did with Diablo Immortal or whatever. I honestly, I don't even know if that's what it's called, but whatever I did with the Diablo game, I, I downloaded it and then I launched it. It was like, you need to download another like 14 gigs. I was like, just okay. I did all of that and then I never played it. Yeah. I, it's just not for me. Like if I'm going to play games, it's either going to be on my couch, at my PC or in bed on my Vita. And that's it. I'm not playing games on my phone. <laughs> it's just not happening. That's true, but I guess this isn't necessarily anything that you need to be involved with, but it does mean that PlayStation can start bringing in way more cash because mobile games are a cash cow and more money for PlayStation means more games for PlayStation. Yeah, that's money. So it's, it's, it's neither here nor there for me. I don't really mind either way. I, I'm probably never going to play them, but I am hoping for the PlayStation Plus app where I can stream games. That's all I want. Hmm. Govinda, would it shock you to know that Aloy... Everyone's flame-haired heroine will star in the Horizon Zero Dawn TV show. Does that shock yeah, and appall you? Uh, not shocked nor appalled. I guess it makes sense being that she is the mascot of Horizon. It'd be strange to kind of have a Horizon show without her, but also kind of cool to do it without her. Well, 
last time we spoke about it, she was not confirmed to be in it. That's why this is a news story. Yeah, it was, they were a little ambiguous last time. It was like, what, Horizon 74 being set across kind of multiple timelines. You don't really know when they are or whatever, but it, it makes sense. I think what they say, uh, there's a quote here from the showrunner, I believe. Steve Blackman. Uh, of the Umbrella Academy. Yep, there we go. Saying Horizon Zero Dawn is an exceptionally well-crafted game with wonderful characters not often seen in rank and file of the gaming world. Suffice to say, yes, Aloy will be a main character in our story. So, obviously, there'll be many main characters. If Aloy's in it, I would highly suspect Elizabeth Sobek will be in it also. Yeah. In one of the timelines, I guess. Uh, but, look, it's... Uh, we'll see. I'm... Um, I'm I'm hella lukewarm on this, dude. I'm hella yeah. I'm lukewarm. gonna say I'm less interested knowing that she's in it because now it kind of has to be the plot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Otherwise, why would she be in it? Yeah, but it's the same as like the Last of Us show. Like that's gonna just be the same plot as the it's Last true. of Us. And like, uh, but also like I'm pretty lukewarm on that too. The difference is that HBO's making that, so I have a little more faith yeah. in a Netflix show. Uh, just for a money standpoint, I don't think Netflix is gonna throw enough money at this for it to be good. I'm dead serious. I reckon it's going to be mid. Yeah, that's hard, isn't it, too? Because they just cancelled the uh, Resident Evil show <laughs> that I was, like, somewhat into. That just didn't do well enough for them, so they just fucking shit-canned it. And It's just too high of a concept for them to be able to pull this off with all the CG and stuff they're going to need and pull it off well with it not costing them hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, look at the Lord of the Rings series where it cost Amazon a billion dollars to make it, and this is as fantastical in some way that like I just it's gonna be brutal and I just don't think they're gonna be able to do it well with a Netflix show I always think of that Falling Skies show which I believe has actually come up several times on this show Uh, the first like two seasons were pretty sick well that's it I remember it especially in the first season the budget was so low they didn't really show you the aliens and when you saw them they looked really weird but towards the end they actually had some money and they would like show them and do cool stuff well I like, spoiler alert if anyone's going to watch Fallen Skies, but uh, I remember the bit where the uh, history teacher dude goes onto the ship. To meet them or something. It's Well, he chooses to get abducted for some reason or another that I can't remember, but it was his choice. And they, yeah, you see him on the ship and all the aliens and they definitely did step it up a little bit there. Uh, but my, I guess maybe potentially because there's multiple timelines in this Horizon show that they'll be able to save some money on the more present day slash near future elements of it yeah. and then when you go into like the the far off post-apocalyptic mech dinosaur future that it will they'll have a bit of budget left to make it look good i'm just like i just remember even game of thrones struggled to show you the dragons too often because it was too expensive this is a weird reference but did you ever see um battlestar galactica the spin-off called caprica i think i watched a little bit of it but i didn't get into it like i did with the i, the I feel show. like the it's going to be one of those situations where it's just sort of set in like a sterile futuristic space, but it's essentially like just our world and like the yeah. politicking. That's what they're going to do. And they'll wear like slightly different clothing that looks like quote unquote futuristic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting that, one, but we'll yeah. we'll have to wait and see. We could be wrong. Lukewarm. My lukewarm take is this show is going to be lukewarm. <clears throat> Next up, Kavinda, we're going to talk about the DualSense Edge. That's right, the Edge, mm, the yeah, Pro go. DualSense yeah. controller. Mm, um, yeah, give me it. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we now know what comes in the box. It's what you'd expect. But we're going to look it? at it, and I want you to tell me 
If is this... it what you'd expect? Because I don't. I did not expect this much in the box at all. I thought everything would be sold separately. But continue. All right. Let me get through it. So here's what we got. We got the DualSense Edge controller. Fairly self-explanatory. We have. Whoa! The USB... Wait. The controller comes in it the does. box. It does. Uh, a USB braided cable, two standard stick caps, two high dome stick caps, two low dome stick caps, two half dome stick caps, two lever back buttons, connector housing, and a carrier case. It's a, it's an all-in-one package. Uh, yeah, it's actually pretty sick that they include all of the different stick types in there already. So you, straight out of the box, you can kind of choose what you like the most. Uh, my only concern, I guess it's not a concern... I don't know what any of those mean, dude. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what the difference between a high dome stick cap and a half dome stick cap is. Uh, what's a half dome? I don't I don't get it. My thinking is the high dome is like the old PS3 controllers that were just a dome. There was no, like, yeah. there was no divot in it, which I guess is something. And then the low dome stick caps, I'd assume, is the, like, the same thing, but lower. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I have, no, um- I have no idea. I've got my dual sense here. I'm showing it to Govinda. Would you call that stick concave or convex? I can never remember which one is which. Well, it's convex, but it has it, it concaves on the edges to make the lip. Okay. I'll take you, you know, away. So that. it's that's so that's why I'm confused. I'm like, what the fuck is a half dome? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a half dome back button. Interesting. Oh, so you're right. Yeah, actually, sorry. That's half a half dome back button. back button. High dome stick caps, low dome stick caps, half dome back buttons, li- and then two lever back buttons. So it looks like you can change what the back buttons are as well, which is good. It looks like the li- the photo is most likely showing what the half dome looks like. Is my assu- is my assumption? Um, but yeah, look, it comes with a case. I, I, I'm into it. I just want it in my body so I can just tinker with it and play with it, and I just want to remap buttons dude it's gonna be really nice and i was holding my jewel sense the other day and i was kind of looking where my fingers were and i feel like those back paddles are actually in like the perfect place yeah my my middle fingers sit exactly where that looks like it is so i'm pretty into that i'm pretty into that at least you've got Um, this forever we were just joking about how we would want this just for apex legends which is a big call but then considering like to buy into warhammer 3 with all the dlc that's like I don't know, 170 bucks. Like maybe it's not well. So luckily, outrageous. I got it all on sale, so it wasn't. It was like 120 dollars for me to get all of that, which is actually not bad. Three games for the price of one first-party PlayStation game, not bad. Think about how long it's been since you paid full price for a game. Like when oh, was the last time so you just long. bought a 125 dollar PS5 game? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't I buy that? We didn't transfer. That was before. We, oh, I remember we even on the show up. being like, right. wait, did we both buy that? That was dumb, wasn't it? That, so, was, yeah, dumb. that was probably the last one that I've done. But yeah, there's so many games now that honestly waiting for them to just be out for a while and get patched is not a bad idea half the time. Although I, I did, I think I got Horizon, didn't I? Uh, I can't remember. I think I got Forbidden West. So I think uh, that was. Oh, you're right. Because I, I too, got Elden Ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, fuck yeah. Get in me. Get on me. Just put all the buttons all over me and the paddles in me. Like, it'll be a good time. I think it'll be a good time. Yeah. I think that sounds like Real a quickly, time. just getting it only for Apex is mainly because Apex is the only game where I would go through the effort to remap the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I kind of need to. Like, I can already think in my brain how I would do it. 
And I just I just need it in my bones. And it would help me. But like a regular game, I probably don't necessarily need to do that. We've been doing a little bit better. We won our first game with our new uh, tripod. And that was... Um, oh, yeah. I've just, I've just been playing better. I just have gotten... Like I'm actually putting people down and getting kills. And <laughs> I think the uh, the hot chop is the play, dude. It's the, it is. You've got to get it in is. there, drop into old Skull Town. I don't know what it's called now, but it's not Skull Town. But just drop into Skull Town, get a wingman and just start... Just capping domes, bro. Cap the half domes, cap the high domes, cap the low domes. Any dome, cap it with a wingman and you win. I'm going to move you right along now, Gabinda. This is going to be a snappy episode, but it's kind of nice, honestly, not to go through a fucking Jeff Keely-a-thon every week. fuck Jeff Keely, man. It's funny, actually, because we're going to talk about Jeff Keely in this next story. I I swear I didn't set that up. That just, just was a happy accident. Did you see this one go down, Govinda? I think I relayed this to you afterwards, but there was a big hullabaloo on Twitter, Govinda, when a publication called GLF, which is an arm of USA Today, reported that Amazon was buying publisher EA. Now, this story was big news. Uh, it was everywhere well, for yeah. me. That's a, big, that's a big play. It is a big play, uh, but it was half-cocked. Oh! <gasps> Yes, it was not properly sourced, it seems. Someone just went all in, and uh, this turned out to be a bad day for that person because people like Jeff Keighley and Jason Schreier publicly called this person out. And you can look into this, you can find out who it is. I don't want to smear them any further, but this is literally my worst nightmare. I cannot imagine how bad this dude's day would have been. Like, I'm talking, this happened, they reported this, CNBC now, like the major mainstream news network, ran a segment on it being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but like whoever has reported this doesn't know what they're talking about. It's like live cable TV dunking on a video game journalist. (laughs) It was a lot. Because, of course, this affects stock prices. Like, you know, this was a big, big thing. And USA Today, like, while I've never really been to the site, that's a name. Like, that's... You know, that's a platform people know and it has a lot of reach. So, anyway, uh, Amazon is not buying EA. and Thank God. <laughs> but it's also, it's funny because it's like, you would believe it. Oh, it 100% like one of those, would believe it, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those stories where it was like everyone jumped on it. And Jeff Keighley too, by the way, he was all ready to spread this misinformation until it was real. Like, he shared it. But then the second it was debunked, he turned on the person that wrote it. But he was happy to share it. In the initial part, which is not a good look for him. That's nah, fine. I've shared stuff that's fake before. I did it today, in fact, about something with Formula One to some Formula One friends okay. and then realized that it was fake. And I was like, sorry, boys, it's actually a lie. It's my bad. I got <laughs> duped. I got bamboozled. The difference was, I saw this in real time, was that well, Jeff shared- The difference was, is there a journalist? Well, no, the difference was he shared the story and called out the outlet, GLHF, when it was good and when it was bad- he called out the writer in particular. He didn't go for the platform, which is kind of a dick uh, move. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit. A little especially bit. when they're back-to-back tweets and you can see that <laughs> sort of... Uh... <laughs> so, anyway, uh, interesting but thank story. thank God, though, I couldn't think of a more evil company to buy a super evil company than Amazon and EA joining forces. Yuck. It's so weird, though, because, like, in my mind, I get it. They're all horrific, and that's awful. But, like, in terms of just straight-up satisfaction, I fucking love Amazon. It's so good. Oh, look, the product is good, and that's why they're as big as they are. But, like, as a company and the things that they do and their 
their moral compass is pretty fucked. Like, yeah. at least some companies fake it. Amazon can't even fake being good. <laughs> no, just like, no. Maybe that's the, the most altruistic part. They're just like, we're fucking evil and that's just, it, you've accepted it now. You can't live without us. Sucked in. I've, I've even worked in warehouses and I, I still just like can't imagine what it's like on that scale. It's mind boggling. Very hardware-centric show today, Govinda. Now we're going to talk about a new PS5 model, a new Australian <gasps> PS5 model. It's a little bit lighter. We don't really know why it's here. There was no announcement of it, and the only difference between it and the base versions that launched back in 2021 is 600 grams. It's slightly lighter. Yeah, look, I, I actually think maybe this has something to do with PlayStation saying that it should get easier to get PlayStation 5s because it seems like they'd be able to make components lighter and cheaper and whatnot so maybe that's part of it if you're using less silicon then more silicon is available something 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 my hope is that maybe this is oh, not even necessarily a hope i don't really care myself but maybe it is slowly going to be pushing us towards a ps5 slim oh yeah i could see that i could see a revision in another year or two honestly so yeah like it was about three years between the PS4 and the PS4 Slim, uh, it was, yeah, November, like, 15th-ish, in North America, anyway, for the PS4 in 2013, and in 2016, on September 15th, we, they released the PS4 Slim. So, we're two years in, so it is conceivable that by the end of next year, we have a PS5 Slim, which would be insane to think that they've released a Slim version of a console that is really hard to get still. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know, like, I'd be... It's hard to say, isn't it? Like, I'm pretty happy with my PS5 for what it's been, but if they announce, like, a pro version in the next year, I'd upgrade, like... Yeah, I'd imagine they'd, they'd release them in tandem or at least announce them in tandem with, like, hey, here's the PS5 Slim, and for all, like, the gamer gamers out there, here is the PS5 Pro, which is probably going to be fatter and bigger than the PS5, but be more powerful again, much like the PS4 Pro was bigger <laughs> than the PS4 but much more powerful. So, look, I'd will, be down for that too. I will say, like, it would become more annoying for me in terms of writing because it's already such a fucking shit show trying to confirm, like, whether a game is just on PS4 or whether it's on PS5, whether it's native on PS5, like, <laughs> just to, like, for any little story to have to add in a PS5 Pro situation as well, like, that would yeah. be fucking really annoying. They'd have to you, get rid of be PS4. Hoping- well, I was going to say, yeah, you'd be hoping by the time they're releasing a PS5 Pro that PS4 is kind of done with at that point. It was much like when PS4 Pro came out, like it was any trailer you saw had to have a little thing on it being like captured on PS4 Pro or like they had to clarify it all. It was all real messy. You didn't really understand how it was going to run on either or. Uh, so it is just that the way it is now. Gone are the days of just here's a PlayStation, here's an Xbox, here's a Nintendo that is what it is, you know? They want you to buy more always, constantly. Consume. Consume, Consume me. <laughs> Next up, Govinda, we learned that Americans earn the fewest platinum trophies. Yeah, it's because they're just stuck playing Call of Duty and breaking out into <laughs> Civil War. I just wanted to, like, leave that and let it linger. Let me just repeat that. Americans earn the least platinum trophies. The least completions. So, I'm just extrapolating from the data you've given me, but that means that us Australians uh, get more Platinums than them. It does say that Asian and European players earn the most Platinums. Weirdly, we- Australasia? Well, yeah, we're in Oceania, we're technically part of Asia, Both. but we get European releases, so- Yeah. 
I think we're in there. We're in the we're in the pocket. We're in the midst. I like to think just Australia is better than the US. I think that's what they're saying, pretty much. I suppose I don't know if this is surprising, but yeah, Japanese players specifically have the highest average trophy percentage amongst major games. Is that a cultural thing? We don't know. But I'm not surprised, strangely. <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's uh, it's not super clear, actually. I'm pretty bad at it, but it looks like Japan or Japanese players will play the most amount of hours, but on fewer games over America. Yeah. So America spreads spreads their gaming across more more games than than Japan does, and that would maybe make sense as to why they're earning less trophies because you've really got to play them for that the long haul a lot of the time to be getting all them trophy pops. I'm sure there's all kinds of economic reasons that we're going to get into in the news we care about for that. But that's kind of interesting. Is it because of inflation that Americans don't platinum more games? I'm going to blame inflation. Maybe. <laughs> it's You and I are certainly outliers, people that listen to this show. Like, the average gamer does not play as many games or for as long as we do. Like, we're the animals. Nah. We're the broken We ones. are the animals. Though, like, we don't even have, like, I don't have that many platinums. I have, like, 32 platinums or something, and I've been playing games. So it's, like, almost a platinum a year for my entire yeah. life. That is it's interesting, that isn't it? I would have thought I'd have more by now, but I've really, like, kind of... I think about going for Platinums, but I never do. I just need to really, really like a game to go for a Platinum, and, like, some of them were cheap, for sure. Like, the Walking Dead Platinum is, like, play the fucking game, and here's the Platinum, you know? But I enjoyed the game, so that was a good one. Yeah, I, I would that. draw the line if I looked at your Platinum trophy list, and all I saw was these those cheap games where, like, you just tap a button, like, ten times, and you get a Platinum trophy out of it, which is fucked. The Jumping Taco? Yeah, those taco games, the jumping burrito, fuck that shit. There's also ones that are like Flappy Bird ripoffs, and it's like flap to plat or something is what they're called. And you just probably flap 10 times and get a platinum trophy. It's so so cooked. It's bullshit, Kavinda. And finally, just a quick one for you. We're about to get some more God of War Ragnarok footage. That's because Ragnarok is the Game Informer cover story for the month of September. So we've got a lot of new screenshots, there's interviews going up, there's all kinds of fun fun little tidbits. Govinda, I'm going to tell you right now. Do you want to know? Do you want to know about like battle changes? Is that a spoiler? I don't think it is. Look, uh, can I be honest? I don't really want to know because again, I'm going to play it and I'm, I'd like to be kind of surprised by the changes that occur, but also at the same time we host a news podcast about yeah, PlayStation this is and news. it feels so- somewhat relevant. So I will have to hear it and you don't, so if you don't want to listen to this, you can probably skip forward, like, let's be honest, three minutes, and you'll you'll miss it and go into the next segment. I've probably oversold this, but look, I'm just going to let lead combat designer Mihir Sheth tell you what's happening, specifically in regards to the triangle button, Govinda, quote, <gasps> in the last game, God of War, that is, in the last game, if you press triangle, you recalled the axe, but if you already had the axe, nothing happened. If you had the Blades of Chaos and you pressed triangle, you just went back to the axe. We looked at that concept and wondered, what if you could do something a little bit different with that button? And that opened up a whole new suite of moves. So what he's talking about is the weapon signature moves. Now, when you push triangle, you will imbue your weapon with an element, and this will be used in combat. So, like, the Blades of Chaos will get fire, the axe will get ice. This will be used to spice things up, supposedly. And then shields are going to work a little bit different too. In the first game, you just had a shield, right? Yeah, it was like part of your bracer almost. It would just kind of come out of it. 
So now there will be different types of shields and each will lean into a different play style. So there is the Dauntless Shield, which is for high skill players. Imagine something like a medium shield in Elden Ring. This is for parrying, Mm -hmm. like, you know, precise. Oh, the smaller kind of shields, I guess. Yeah, precise time parrying. Uh, This will cause it to glow red, gathering power, and then you can unleash that into like a AOE. Like a shield blast or whatever it would be, yeah. Yeah, and then there is the... Stonewall shield, which is kind of like a, again, I'm just gonna like a tower shield. Yeah, it's like an Elden yeah. Ring great shield kind of yeah. situation. Uh, similar thing, you build up a charge with it. Uh, it's more there's no parry to it, but yeah, as yeah. you build up the charge, it actually becomes weaker. So like the more punishment you take, the easier it is for them to break your guard. But again, similarly, you can use it to do some kind of attack. Mm. So, again, it's nothing crazy, but it's kind of cool. I liked that yeah, change. Yeah, no, totally. And it's, it's good to see a blind spot where there's a button that does nothing for most of it until you need to call your axe back. So, I'm into that, Mike. My one little concern is that it was something that sort of happened in Horizon Forbidden West is that you then become forced into certain gameplay styles where it's like rock, paper, scissors, and you need to, like, counter elements with other elements, like the that's Pokemon true. kind of vibe. Yeah, that's uh, Which true. I hope doesn't become a thing necessarily, and it's more optional. Uh, because I, 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 I don't know, like something where if you use fire, you can catch things on fire, which will cause them to like run away or get all like fervent and frantic and, or you can use ice, which will slow them, but it's not necessarily like, oh, well, if you don't use ice on them, you won't do damage because I don't like that. The anticipation is building. I will say that. I'm still like, I'm not lukewarm on it. I'm day one. I'm playing a game. Awesome. It's going to be sick. But I think there's the lack of anticipation for me is possibly because it's just been so quiet. Like, yeah, they haven't shown us anything. I guess obviously we will see something soon, but they haven't shown us anything. I don't. We like I, the trailer they did, or not the trailer, but the story recap they did with with Felicia Day uh, was an awesome recap, and it was actually well. I was stoked about it because it was like, oh yeah, I did forget about that, and I exactly in what order things happened, and that was sick. But again, I didn't really get a look at what's going on, and yeah, part of me doesn't want to see it, but also I'm just not super hyped you know considering yeah. god of war was literally one of my favorite games maybe of all time mm. uh, you'd expect me to be more hyped but i think we're just in a, a world of gaming where everyone's just jaded and yeah you know it's true like we're literally recording this on a wednesday on friday the last of us part one comes out and i just couldn't give a shit <laughs> couldn't oh no, care no, less. no, no. that's I'll, I'll get it when it's on playstation plus yeah it's it's a weird time and then yeah so that's november 9th God of War Ragnarok. Oh, dude, but I'm going to be playing Sonic Frontiers then. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, it certainly entered my mind, like, our baby's due date is the start of December. So, I've got plenty of time for this. But if the baby comes early... You'll have to, like, if you want to be real safe, you're going to want to wrap this game up in, like, a week. I don't think that's a huge ask. <laughs> nah, you can do it. It'll just be a 40-hour Definitely. game in a week. That'll be... Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a, fun that's too. a whole working week. <laughs> this is one Aaron will play with me. Like we sat and played she'll the whole She'll watch or she'll play. She'll watch. Yeah, okay. She'll she'll, she'll be with you for the journey that's in a right. more like sidecar kind of manner. That's that really is a testament to that game. Like the amount of fucking video game hours she has just blanked out and stared through. 
but the fact that she managed to sit there and be engaged with me playing all of God of War. That is a the, testament the to The first it. one, dude. Holy moly. Like, that game was incredible. But it was, again, part of it was the surprise of it being that good. Whereas this, I'm expecting... Like, this, the bar is at the top. And I'm like, you have to meet or beat this bar that I've set for this game. Whereas the first one, I was like, well, I've played God of War. It was pretty average. And then it was just, like, blew away my expectations. Yeah. So, uh, expectations, the thief of joy, dude. That's what they say, and that's possibly what happens here. Like, it, I'm sure it'll be good, but it could suffer a little bit of that Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West meh, you know? That's enough of that shit. It's time for the news we actually care about. PS5 is getting a price increase in certain parts of the world, including the UK, Europe, Japan, Canada, Australia, and more. It's $50 redos here, bringing the disk drive PS5 up to $799.95 and $649.95 for the digital version. The digital version. According to Jim Ryan, this is due to, quote, high global inflation rates, as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic conditions, SIE has made the difficult decision to increase the recommended retail price, end quote. That's apparently, but more probably because of corporate greed. This price rise will not affect Americans due to the strong nature of the US dollar. People are pissed, as you might imagine, but in a world in which the cost of petrol rises daily and in which an iceberg lettuce can go for as much as 12 Australian dollars, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, Govinda. Does it? Does it, Kale? I mean, everything's going up. Why are we surprised this is? I literally saw a report maybe two days ago that inflation is uh, subsiding. It is. We're maybe over the the crest of inflation and we might not become a cop so badly. Uh, this is probably in the US specifically, but yeah, okay. the US is a market leader. So if they're going down, then theoretically we should start going down a little bit. And when I say down, I just mean like not rising 5% a month like we were, you know? Mm. Uh, I don't know. This seems like a real dog move and it's almost unprecedented. I've never seen this happen in well, the history of video games ever. Not even that. I was sort of reading into it. Like, this is sort of just not done in electronics. Like, you never raise a price. Like, it's just not... It's crazy. I'm going to blame Facebook for increasing the price of their Oculus headset by, like, $150. That did happen earlier this year, didn't it? Yeah, and I I think they started something now, and people are like, well, they got away with it, so we'll get away with it. I'm going to say it again. Jim Ryan's fucked. I don't like him, (laughs) and I'm not into him. I'm not into him at all. He's... Way too business and not enough gamer. Like, even Sean Layden seemed like more of a gamer. Shuhei seems to have just been, like, ousted into some random back room that they just... Uh, I'm like, okay, well, can we the get an actual room. gamer? Yeah, can we get an actual gamer that is that likes playing games in here? Because this is a console that Sony already told us they were making a profit on, which is also unprecedented in PlayStation releasing mm. consoles. Like, they lost money hand over fist on PS3 when it came out. They lost money on PS4 consoles when they came out. And now, while they weren't making a lot of money on them, they were making some profit on PlayStations. I think less on the digital, more on the disc version. I could be wrong there. But it just seems like a, it just seems like a greedy, greedy corporate greed move. And fuck them. <laughs> it's certainly like it sucks, but in a weird way, it doesn't really... I mean, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> Because I yeah. have one. What about when the PS5 Pro comes out? 
I don't know that like a fifty dollar price really bothers me when you're talking about a a thousand dollar console. I'm with you, but it's one of those things where I think like it, it doesn't really fifty dollars. If you're going to buy a seven hundred dollar console, what's another fifty dollars? Really, is not that bad, right? Yeah, but it opens a door for this happening more often. And I don't like that Pandora's box of like, oh, well, we got away with it one time. So, oh, <laughs> fuck it. The dual sense is now going to be $150 instead of $100. It is just strangely amorphous. It's just so general. They're just like, yeah, things are more expensive. You have to pay more Yeah, it's just inflation. Sales. I'm like, it just, it's a bit fucked. And I, there's an argument to be made that like, if you're concerned about a $50 increase in a hobby that is already pretty fucking expensive, then maybe it's not the hobby for you. Is, That's is it. one mentality, right? Like a game's one hundred and twenty dollars, and that one-off fifty-dollar payment for a new console, like, really shouldn't bother you that much. But at the same time, it just feels icky. And then you've got Xbox and Nintendo both coming out, being like, "We're not going to do this." Yeah, which is a bad look. Yeah, which is a bad look. And then you're like, okay, well, then why did PlayStation have to? Like, if it was a global inflation problem, like, shouldn't everyone be doing this? Why is it just PlayStation? So it looks bad optically. Well, Microsoft prints money and Nintendo gets to sleep on a fucking dragon's hoard of gold that they've just had built up over decades. That is true. Like, <laughs> Microsoft bought a publisher for $70 billion and pl- Sony's valuation is 100, and 100 billion and change. So wild. So, Microsoft is definitely in the realm of just buying PlayStation one day, which maybe is not a bad... Maybe that's the play. Maybe Microsoft just buys Sony and there's only one console and there's no competition anymore and everyone just plays Game Pass and everything's on Game Pass. Like, part of me would love a unified world like that, but then the lack of competition is I don't. Concerning. And this is why. And this is whether it's fucking fanboyism or whatever, but the reality is Xbox can't fucking make a video game to save their life. They have nothing and they haven't for years. Like, imagine if they were in charge of, like, putting out new PlayStation games. Uh, like, hey, yeah. Okay, so I think my lukewarm take for the next few years is that Sony's going to be in a little bit of trouble come, like, 2024. Because I think, yeah, sure, Xbox can't make games, but that's because they didn't have anyone to make games. And the only games they made were the same ones that were successful a while ago. And now, all of a sudden, they've got Obsidian, they've got Bethesda, they've got Activision, they've got blizzard they've got a lot of developers that Mm. can make good games it's just a game cycle now is five years so give them five years from the date they're buying like give them time and i think there's going to be a world where xbox is hitting big with games and playstation while still making good games isn't going to be like that's not going to be the standout reason to buy a playstation anymore yeah it's fair enough it's just yeah i hope they can hang on to some kind of independence at least until i die and so we all remember how the PS3 went for PlayStation in the quote-unquote console wars. It went really badly, and we're we're getting to that point where they are they're pricing themselves out of the contest a little bit. Like if, if budget is a concern, someone's like, "Well, I don't really have an invest. I'm not invested in either console, and this one's going to be like a hundred dollars cheaper, which I think it would be now. Mm. Why would I get a PlayStation? The games. That's why oh, they can would, get away I, with it. And then there's this. Game Pass, and I can just get Game Pass on a cheaper console that is potentially more powerful. I just, yeah. I'm struggling to see why I'd be buying a PlayStation. I think it was a really dumb idea, and I wonder how it's going to affect their market share. But hey, I'm sure there's smarter people than me getting paid way more money that can figure all that shit out. You get and paid. I already have a PlayStation, so <laughs> sucker. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think we've put a pretty nice bow on that, Govinda. Why don't we wrap this up and call it a jolly old day? Mate, just what I wanted to hear. Wrap it up nice and early. Nice short episode, concise, <laughs> to the point, and now I can play some Total War. Woohoo! Uh, this has been episode 60-something. Can you... 65, they say, apparently. <laughs> I don't know for sure. <laughs> I've been me. Kale's been here, me. I guess. I want to go play some Total War, so I'm going to go. Uh, this episode might be a little bit late today. I'm going to say today because you know that it's today, but it is what it is because your boy's busy. I got shit on, and that's why this episode's a little bit shorter because I really didn't want to stretch it out too far. <gasps> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.